ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mr. Pink of the Society 13 Podcast Network, and you are listening to Kettle Whistle Radio with Heather and Dave. The only place I come for the music, the macabre, and movies. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music, horror, art, politics, and overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. right now oh man this is so great i freaking love i, I well, spent an afternoon hanging out with bill mosley very interesting and in the background uh got a little bill mosley playing the corn bugs you're listening to and yes we are all <laughs> riders of the whistling skull very funky very, very cool. funky garage sounding and uh you can be hearing more from that, and you'll hear some of Bill himself later on. As I met him, we sat down. I had about 10 minutes with him, which was great. We've got Ann Bobby from Nightbreed, of course, and you've met her. Yes, she was very, just a very sweet, very nice woman. Yes, from very New nice. Jersey, the leading lady of Nightbreed, Clive Barker's, and they were all there. It was a reunion, mm-hmm. and um, they hadn't. some of them hadn't seen each other in quite some time. It was a great time sitting down with her and discussing... What she has coming up, uh, and of course the upcoming re-release of Nightbreed with the extra footage, she says is fantastic and fans are going to love it. And I know there's a lot of fans waiting to see that. I certainly am. Yes. But yes, of course we've got on the show uh, Mr. John Russo, Mr. Night of the Living Dead himself. He'll be on. Um, and of course we have some newcomers too. Um, our buddy that was sitting next to us at the Horacon. Um, um, Charles Moran. And Charles Moran, what was he all about? Um, he does uh, horror prints. Like, you know, his own renditions of horror movie posters, and he had his own concept for, like, a lot mm-hmm. of rock band posters. They were really cool. Right outside the Philadelphia area. He does work out in L.A. as well um, for a lot of bands, uh, one of which was a band called From Philly, which we'll be hearing from in other shows uh, coming up. And, of course, our own Gary Vincent, who will be up shortly. He co-hosted with me during the event at the at our table for Burning Bulb Publishing, where I was selling my book, The Fall of Tomorrow. And you'll hear a lot of John Russo talk about his stuff. Uh, Burning Bulb is now re-releasing um, 
all of John Russo's back catalog. There's like 20 books coming out, and wow, they were selling like hotcakes at the show. Yeah, well, mm. he's a very popular guy. Very, what a rock star. Yes. Getting the young girls full, and the old girls. And full of very interesting stories at the after party. Oh, the after party. He was <laughs> killing us. He's a fun us. guy. He was killing us. He'll stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning telling fantastic stories. Yes. Uh, and we can definitely account for all of them. Uh, Gary Lee Vincent, I have his album here too. Passion, Pleasure, and Pain. This is, of course, publishing, publisher, head publisher. The Lee, he owns Burning Ball uh, Publishing. And his, uh, his vampire novels, of course, which he'll be talking about in a little bit, we'll have him on. We're also going to play, you'll see at the end of Gary's segment, I play a song, New York City Woman, uh, which is very John Wal... Uh, John, jeez. Joe Walshy. Not John Walshy. That'd be a sad That'd be like a whole... events. Uh, finding criminals sort of thing. Moving on. Anyways. Moving on. But yeah, very Joe Walshy sound, uh, Gary Lee Vincent. I kind of dig it. It's rock and roll the way it should be. And uh, I don't know. What a great event. I thought it was fantastic. I hope you had a good time. I think you did, Miss did. D. You did? I did. What was a highlight um, for you? Um, You know what? I think that the people in Indianapolis were just very sweet people. Wherever you went, they were just very nice. Yes. They were just very nice people. And the library. Um, what about the library restaurant ooh, with the greatest the... prime rib I've ever had? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes, it was, oh, yes. That was an amazing little little find. Mm. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be in the middle of <laughs> The wine was bad we either. No. Uh, it, coming up right right away, uh, new friends of mine at the show. Uh, this is a band from North Carolina. Three Quarters Dead is the name of the band. I met Mark Alexander. We're going to be playing Pine Box very shortly here, which I think is a rocking tune. Mark, I want to thank you very much. It was cool meeting you. And um, I really dig Three three Quarters Dead. Cool band. And we'll be hearing more from them in the future. Uh, I think we should get right into Pine Box right about now. Unless you've got a few more things to talk about, Miss D. Um, I know I actually do. Ooh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, you know, we have to thank uh, also a newcomer from uh, Filthy Gorgeous. Uh, This is a, actually, I met Bonnie Bones White. Okay, this is where nightmares and fantasies are the same thing, Ooh. and we create them. Bonnie oh White, Bonnie White, also <laughs> known as Bonnie Bones on Facebook. Look her up. She has very interesting products for sale, um, and you can find her at Bonnie B O. <coughs> excuse me, B O N N I E dot X dot Bones B O N E S at Gmail dot com, and uh, definitely. Uh, let's see, it's owner. She's the owner creator. And makeup and hair artists for and and also an alternative model, um, filthy gorgeous. Look them up. You're going to be hearing from her as well uh, between the Ann Bobby and the uh, Bill Mosley interview. Stick with us and thanks for listening. Enjoy. Yeah, and do that. <laughs> Has been done. 
to Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm here with my pal and publisher, Gary Lee Vincent. There's Gary Lee Vincent, Burning Bowl publisher. We're busy here at the table with uh, John, Mr. John Russo himself. Mr. Night of the Living Dead. It's this, where are we? Yeah, we're at uh, Indianapolis. with this crazy place called Days of the Dead. This three-day convention of monsters, madness, and mayhem. 25,000 people, is that what I heard? I think 25, yeah. It's just madness here, but this is fantastic. It's a great show. And, hey, actually, here's one of our fans right here. How you doing? Uh, what was your name again? Yeah. Yeah, one of our fans actually who bought one of our books is here right now. You want to get on the radio right now? Say hi. Say your name. Hi, I'm Lisa. And you bought what? Everything. Uh, everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa, I really appreciate you. Yeah, we my, definitely thank you. She bought The Fall of Tomorrow. I hope you enjoy it. And you hit, hit me up on Facebook. Give me a review anytime. Are you having fun? Yes. It's a great time. Yeah, this is a big show, right? You're buying oh, yes. a lot of books. <laughs> and we definitely appreciate the readers. Yeah. So, was John Russo your favorite so far? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just set you up right there. <laughs> well, you're great, Lisa. We need more people like you. Okay, we're back here. The table got a little busy. I got Gary here. We got you have all kinds of stuff going on, including the Talisman comic book. The Talisman, yeah. Tal- yeah, Talisman. Yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Talisman. Well, Dave I and I are, are in this book called Westward Hose. It's a Western weird, bizarro anthology with uh, nine strange tales. One of them, which is the Talisman, that became a uh, comic book here about a month ago, and. Um, yeah, it, uh, what's nice about that one, we also have uh, Rich Bottles Jr. He did some of the comedic uh, adaptation from short story to comic book form. And also uh, an excellent artist from the UK named Stuart Brown did the uh, artwork on it. So, amazing. Yeah, it's so, really yeah it's, it's a really exciting time to be here. And if uh, the folks that come around to the show, if they buy the Westward Hose anthology, they get the comic book free. But you can also download the comic at burningbulbcomics.com so if you wanted to just buy the comic by itself or or just check it out uh, on digital um, burningbulbcomics.com would have that now of course your big news is your uh, back catalog of John Russo books yes that's our um, our big project basically each month we're coming out with a new John Russo title um 
burning bulb started with uh, a book back in uh, April called Dealey Plaza. Uh, that's a, uh, a thriller, horror thriller um, from John. He um, has right now over 20 reviews on Amazon.com and at least 16 five-star reviews. That's awesome. Uh, so I, it keeps going up almost daily. So, so it's a really um, exciting book. Um, we're also in the middle of doing a theatrical audio on that, an audio book. That's exciting. And that should be done probably around August. Um, also, uh, the June release was a brand new novel called The Academy. Um, it's a thriller about cybernetic implants into people and these institutes controlling their emotions and their behaviors. It's really awesome. Um, next month uh, will be the big month for The Awakening, which is a 1983 book that has been rebuilt into the you know into contemporary time right now and um, it corresponds with a movie that was released called Heartstopper so you'll have the awakening as a book and Heartstopper as a DVD coming out as a combination bundle and then on August we'll be doing Living Things by John Russo so it's just a John Russo marathon of great stuff coming out and as we speak he's sitting to our right he's a little too busy with fans and selling all kinds of stuff in stable here man I mean he has just been busy he's a rock star <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's a legend. Yeah, the legend till, of horror. Yeah, he was up till three in the morning last night. I heard in the bar. Oh, hey, yeah, he's Russo now, but he's introducing Gary. I got to take over the mic here. It's really busy here. I mean, I, well, I got Mr. Savini across from me, Bill Mosley to my right, Tara Reed signing Sharknado stuff, and Tony Katane of all people right down the road from me here. Amazing, <laughs> just amazing stuff to look at. I got to go. There's, we're getting mobbed here. Hold on, be back.
we're back. I'm with my neighbor right now, Charles Moran from Philadelphia. You want to explain what you got here? Because you're, you're doing well today. Yeah, I have, um, I'm vending my art. I do silkscreen posters. I'm an illustrator printmaker from outside of Philadelphia, about two hours outside of Philadelphia, a town called Pottsville. Um, for, yeah, for anybody that may know the East Coast and like beer, it's the hometown of Yingling Beer. <laughs> oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, so I was excited to come out, you know, make the trip out to Indianapolis. Done a bunch of East Coast shows, done, you know, a great job with that. And just come out here and get the vibe and see how everything is. Days so, of the Dead, Indianapolis. Yeah. 25,000 people and it does show. There yeah, is. definitely. It has been consistently crowded all weekend thus far. Uh, good flow of traffic. No one has the same metal or horror t-shirt everybody no. has something different and authentic yes that has been the great thing about the, seeing all the different apparel and everything here just jawing with uh, fellow horror fans yeah you point out a t-shirt and then you got something to talk about immediately that's yeah. how it always was with metal and it's the same thing with horror absolutely that's really why that's why I love um, just bringing like the rock posters that I do to shows because yes. it always strikes up like having conversations about the Deftones or Melvins uh, or hand in hand, you man. know like talking about concerts that you saw and you just get a, a famili- familiarity with people and then you start talking horror and it, it all snowballs from there before you know it it's three in the morning and you should be in bed but you're not <laughs> bar at the, yeah. inside the hotel paying way too much money for yeah, beer yeah like John exactly. Russo I mean, he's up till three in the morning meeting fans and drinking oh my god I, I don't know how he did it my god I'm doing it tonight but last night that, that would have been too rough but you should definitely plug your stuff man where, yes. where can we find your artwork uh, you can find my artwork at uh, you can go to www.horrorprints.com or if you wanted to check out my personal blog you could go to zomic.org it's z-o-m-i-c dot o-r-g worth your while I mean I'm looking here yes Deadly Spawn one of yes. my favorites and the blob whereas I saw you sold one of those blob ones yes today. yeah but the most amazing was the Kathy Bates behind you yes and the thing Kathy I mean, Bates I'm, from Misery yeah and Night thing. of Creeps people keep yeah. and Pet Cemetery and you can always um, you can always find like uh, my work through uh, Gallery 1988 out of Los Angeles I do a lot of shows with them do a lot of concert posters for Electric Factory concerts in Philadelphia. So, but thank you very much for Absolutely. having me. Anytime, great time. man. Anytime. Yeah, great Good having stuff. you as a neighbor, Dave. Yeah, it's the beginning of Saturday. We're just getting yeah. started. This is not the end. We're yeah, going hear from Charles again. I haven't broken out my bunny ears yet. And he's only one beer in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with a very, very busy Mr. John Russo right now. And he's got a lot to talk about. But if people come to the table, we're going to cut this short and get back to him. So... Here he is right now. What do you got going on? You have so much going on right now. Well, right now, because of uh, Burning Ball Publishing and Gary Vincent, who also published your new book, and we're, of That's course, we're all here at Day- tomorrow, yes. Days of the Dead Indianapolis, and we're uh, promoting our, our different books and products. So uh, as far as uh, I'm concerned, uh, my own work is concerned, Gary published Dealey Plaza, uh, which is uh, a departure for me in, in that it's not a horror novel, but it, in another sense it is a horror novel because it tells the horrific history of 40 years of mass murder and other types of violence in America, a subject that really needs to be dealt with and solved. So, and you, and you experience these events through the, through the uh, lives of four main characters and it covers a 40-year period in their lives and in the life of this country as far as its history of violence is concerned. How did you pick these characters? Like, are they archetypes of any that we would know? Or well, do? yeah. Uh, 
in, in, they are uh, uh, intentionally archetypes. And uh, the thing is, when you come up with a theme or a concept for a novel or a screenplay or whatever you're working on, then then you have to devise characters that that best can carry that theme forward. So in this in this book, I have a. Uh, most of it's seen and told through the eyes of Frank Williams, who's, who uh, starts out to be a writer, but because of the terrible murders of his friends, uh, his entire career, his entire life has changed. And instead of becoming a writer, he becomes an FBI agent in charge of an anti-terrorist unit, and that brings him into uh, contact with these the worst kinds of villains, including the mastermind behind the murders of his, of his friends. Then you have uh, a friend, a college friend of his, Lori McCoy, who achieves her ambition of becoming a country music star and uh, eventually a movie star also. Her ex-husband becomes a uh, very wealthy health food guru and somewhat of a, of a shyster, uh, you know, <laughs> perpetrating a pyramid scheme, which we all know about that. You sure do. And what that did to our economy. Yes. And then her second husband is a civil rights activist and uh, and uh, and he becomes our agent manager and also a very powerful agent for many other prominent actors, singers, musicians, and so on. And they all are under the gun from these uh, from these threats. Uh, so again, mixing real history with true yeah, fiction. Which yeah, makes there, it there so are exciting. real people that appear in the book as well. So... What were your, I mean, other than history, what other inspirations? What made you do this and get away from horror, just to get away from horror? Well, because it was in, I do, I like to do what's in my heart to do and where my true interests lie, and my interests lie in all the cultural, everything that has to do with artistic, cultural, societal, political matters in this country and in the world, you know. That's just all I am. And George Romero is the same way, so is Russ Steiner. We're all, Absolutely. you know, we've all... Always, uh, our conversations revolve around those kinds of subjects, not just horror. <laughs> so, as uh, far as horror goes, then Burning Bulb and, uh, is republishing my backlist. Backlist, I've yes. I've done 20-some novels over the years, and that we have the uh, first several of them now, brand new, republished, uh, The Awakening and... Uh, the Academy, Academy. Which the a lot of people are picking up the Academy. Yeah, a lot of interest in that one. And that was titled Daycare, but uh, it did deal with an Academy for gifted children, where where they have some of them have been, been given brain implants uh, under the auspices of the government and certain scientists, and of course things go haywire. So. Uh, it's a fantastic it, premise. I can't yeah. wait to read that one. It isn't so fantastic. These brain implants have actually been done and are being done. They started out as an experiment to find ways to uh, cure or, or deter some of the symptoms of, uh, of um, not schizophrenia, but uh, epilepsy. Yep, you're right, right. And through that, they discovered that they could control various areas the human brain and manipulate people's emotions and their intellect. So again, blending realism. Yeah, so it's a real thing and it's been advocated by leading scientists that every child should have these brain implants. So like this book says, some, well, what if? I might have some interest here. I might have to cut this. Oh, they're looking. So, yeah, we may. 
It's Mr. Russo right here if you want to meet him. I'm sure you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for Guido the movie. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Maybe we have to come back to this later, Mr. Russo. <laughs> More sales for the rock star. Hello, this is Victoria from the Ninth Story Podcast. And this is Kettle Whistle Radio. They play music almost as good as my music box. It's all so fairly dark in here. You're not afraid of the dark, but you should be. Okay, we're back here. Uh, Mr. Russo gets a little busy. He's a rock star, you know. These people mob the table, and he just made some sales, you know. You got to sign the boobs. You got to say hello to the people. I'm kidding. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But that does happen. It does happen. It does happen. And it's happening now. (laughs) No, no, no. It's okay. That's all right. I'll be good. (laughs) Go ahead. You're on. Um, Now he's shying shying away from people. So, uh... Anyway, we have The Awakening and also uh, the movie that I made based on that novel, uh, which was uh, called Heartstopper, only yes. because there Heart was Stopper. a movie called The Awakening, so we had to change the title. Yeah, the DVD is sitting right here on our table yeah. right now. And uh, very good production quality, starring Tom Savini, Moon Zappa, and Michael J. Pollard, who long ago won the Academy Award for Bonnie and Clyde. And uh, so we have, those are new, and then we have my movie, The Mob Boss and the Soul Singer, starring Chuck Corby and Clive Storm, and we've been on David's show before, Chuck and I talking about that movie, and it's gotten all kinds of good reviews, almost made it into into the Sundance Film Festival, the director loved it. Gary and I went to that that premiere at the Hollywood, and that was, I loved it, we had a great time. How's old Chuck Corby doing anyway? Uh, Chuck's doing well. He was going to come here, but then he had a family problem. Oh, I'm sorry. So he was going to come here and uh, help us uh, promote the Mob Boss and the Soul Singer, and uh, and then uh, unfortunately he had, to, he had to bail out. So uh, I'm sure he'll be with us in the future. It's a fun movie. Absolutely fun movie. Thank so what, you. what's your favorite of your books that you have coming out, the reissues and the new ones? If you were to sell one to somebody, what's it going to be? I think it would be Dealey Plaza because my heart was really in that book and I over I wrote it over a period of 20 years while I was doing other things but always coming back to it and uh, the fact that it has 16 five-star reviews and four four-star reviews on Amazon and it's only been out a month and a half and, and it, I think it's a very important book because it deals with the epidemic of mass violence in this country mass shootings and right-wing and left-wing terrorism and you name it, uh, that's a problem that we all have to do something about it to, to stop that. It, this, uh, this epidemic uh, affects the lives of the, of the four main characters very powerfully and they are they, they become victims in different ways. This is going to hit home with a lot of people, including yeah. my, my wife's a teacher. You know, it's, it's going to be, it's a very scary subject. Even Stephen King hit on it, and you beat Stephen King to the punch this time. Oh, did I? Did. I yeah, didn't even know he was in the... Yeah, Mercedes, it's out, whatever, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, you beat him to the punch. Good. <laughs> but I like King's work very much, too. I love him, too, trust me. 
Looks like you have a bunch of people here waiting for you again. Okay. All right, we'll get back to you, Mr. Russo. All right. <laughs> Rock star. Burning Ball Publishing presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow is a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous bastion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Ball Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead. Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBallPublishing.com. So John's a little busy, uh, but uh, you know, just when you think he sells it all, uh, what, Gary, what is Mr. Russo doing right now? Well, well, Dave, he's selling copies of his uh, busy executive's workout manual because uh, yes, that's right, John Russo's <laughs> produced an exercise book with, uh, for the busy busy executive. Yeah, this guy came up and, uh, and he thought he had bought the whole Russo catalog. He says, he says, I have everything related to Night of the Living Dead. And John says, well, I bet, bet you don't have this. And sure enough, in the, in the exercise routines, it has zombie, zombie children exercising and different things. I was quite impressed, actually. And uh, Mr. Russo in a suit with barbells, I believe? Yeah, he's, he's standing there in a suit with barbells. <laughs> That's the uh, John Russo workout, everybody. <laughs> okay, we're back with Mr. John Russo. Now, he's a very busy man here, so you got to get him in when you can. Um, now, Midnight. Yeah. What's going on with Midnight? I'm very excited about this one. Well, um, we've been working on raising money for Midnight for a couple of years, and, and the reason is that we were ready to shoot it, have the cast, the locations, everything ready, and the lady who was financing it died and, and uh, so uh, then we have to scramble for new financing and, and uh, now Herb Lindsay had read the script and Herb is uh, a uh, producer and a line producer in Los Angeles he's been working closely with me and Joe Majestic on several projects and he he mostly was putting his efforts toward one of my zombie films, uh, 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 Spawn of the Dead, and then he read Midnight and totally flipped out over it. And he said, this is a slam dunk, I, I'll have this money shortly. And so with Herb and some other, and some investors we already have lined up, I'm pretty sure we'll be shooting this summer. And uh, Midnight... Midnight Novel is one of the spookiest that I've written, and, it, and it's in the uh, book The Hungry Dead that was published in October by Kensington Books. And the Hungry that trade paperback has two novels in it. It has Midnight reprinted, and then it has uh, the new Escape of the Living Dead novel based on my screenplay, which is with a Hollywood company who I think ran out of money and are not... You know, we had Christina Cleave and Gunnar Hansen and Kane on, oh, on and on. We had a great cast ready to go with it, but they won't greenlight it, so it's hung up. And in the meantime, the comic book, five-part comic book, made the top ten nationally and spawned ten sequels and two graphic novels. People loved it. The movie should be made. 
get its hung up in the hands of, uh, of uh, Stonebrook Entertainment in Los Angeles. So that's the, that's the story on that. So I have lots of scripts, lots of properties, and I don't, you know, it's a bitter pill when you have a project tied up by a distributor, but I just move on and write something else. That's how you stay alive in this business. What's been your hot seller today? I mean, you seem to have a variety of things going out moving from this table. I don't know um, if I have... Uh, that's why I have a variety of things, because I've done so many things with 20-some movies and 20-some books. And, you know, my, my movie-making books are known as Bibles of the Industry. And one of them has a quote from Quentin Tarantino on it. He told me at the Land of the Dead premiere that... He made a movie he didn't finish, and then he read my books, movie-making books, and took notes and made charts, and that's what guided him through his first complete movie. So I always sell a few of those. I saw one get moved today, yeah. Yeah, they, and so many, many famous filmmakers, as well as not-so-famous filmmakers, have been taught by those books. We're also getting ready to teach movie-making online, Russ Streiner and I. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we and that's what it's called, Movie Mentors Online, and we're, we have a flash page up if anybody wants to uh, Google it and start hooking up with us because that's going to be launched very soon. What, what, how do they find that? MovieMentorsOnline.com, and you can communicate with us there and keep up to date on what's happening with that when we're ready to launch it. I just did, in preparation for that, I did a webinar. A webinar is basically a seminar on the web. (laughs) I did a webinar for the writer's store called uh, How to to Create a Great Horror Film and Amp Up the Shots is the subtitle. That you can... I did it live... What they do is they stream it live, and you get people sign up and take it live and ask questions and everything, and they record it, and then you can go to thewriterstore.com and buy that now, and they or anytime, and they and they will you will download an MP3. That's fantastic. Uh, the response has been pretty good with that. It was really good. I I it was well above their average sales as far as the online uh, streamed version. And they loved it. They want me to do more. And uh, but we are intending, under uh, you know Gary Vincent and I through Burning Ball, intend to do more of these kinds of things, and also through movie mentors online. So that's what I find the most enduring thing about you, Mr. Russo, is that um, when I ask you, have you seen Nightbreed? Have you seen this horror movie? Have you watched Zombies? Like, no, no, no. I'm just kind of like. Stay, I, I like to keep a clean slate so I don't get too much influenced by other people's work. But hey, but still, you stay ahead of the times. You stay with the times. You're ahead of most people my age when it comes to staying with these new meetings. I mean, and that's how you keep that's coming That's what you back. have to do. Yeah. yeah. You, you, it's you, very impressive. You know, it's more important, like, you know, your ideas shouldn't come from other people's movies, although sometimes something you see might hopefully inspire a unique idea in your head, but don't don't just be copying what somebody else is doing. You're, you know, your ideas should come from your life and from the life of the country and the culture. That's where things come from. You That's know, in the case of the Academy, I read some articles about these brain implants and how 
the scientist at Yale was advocating that every child should be implanted at birth, and I thought, whoa, you know, how can that go wrong, you know? And it's so, it's like, just like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, technology gone awry is one of my favorite subjects or themes, and so is religion gone awry, religion, superstition, all that. Yes. And, uh, and that's, those are where, that's what, that's why my stuff is unique. Absolutely. And some of the first, we, I mean, unique uh-huh. is one thing, and original is completely different. Absolutely. I mean, when you say real experiences, I have to plug my stuff, too. I mean, we're, we're under the same label, you know? Yeah. So the fall of tomorrow, you know, if you guys are into apocalypse with demons instead of zombies, here I am with the guy that <laughs> the guy that created my brain as a child, basically, when it comes to these monsters. Yeah. I went a different route. I stole nothing from you. My characters <laughs> are all my own. <laughs> but it's definitely a unique tale, and I was because of you, I, I continued writing my whole life, and that's all there is to it. I think you might have some fans here, listeners. So the others, how, oh, we don't have to wrap this up. No, there. that's okay. They're not <laughs> specifically there. And, uh, uh, the, uh, and that's part of the fun of these conventions, and part of the fun of being in the biz- entertainment business is meeting people like yourself, Dave, and Thank you know, you. fellow writers, fellow artists, getting to know them on a personal and intellectual level, uh, and, and that's the fun of hanging out, and not just. The professionals that are here. I think you're giving me more credit than I'm worth, but, but okay, no, I'll take it. <laughs> but, uh, well, anybody that's out there, you're putting yourself out in the arena, taking the blows from the critics, and taking, hopefully, the accolades from the fans. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and it's all part of the game, and it's it's part of what keeps the juices flowing. So I think I got four or five stars great. so far on Amazon, oh, one great. four stars. So Congratulations. I'll take that. I'll take that. But yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure being here with you. And I just my grandmother is up there smiling down right now because she watched Night of the Living Dead, got me into it as I told you. If she knew that we were sitting here right now, first of all she'd say she'd have to make a pot of sauce and we'd have to have some of her hometown <laughs> Italian cooking, which I still owe you. My, my, and my. it's funny that you should mention that because the next words out of my mouth are going to be, by the way, Dave, we never did do that pasta. <laughs> it's coming. My wife, my wife has a recipe, man. Don't worry. You're when I was it. on uh, Dan, uh, Dan, he what's his name, uh, Dan Poitek's oh, yeah, Dan. radio show, the ninth story. He came through with a homemade apple oh. pie, absolutely delicious. And he I'm still, me. I'm uh. still waiting for the pasta. Okay, all right. <laughs> when my wife's here, she'll be here shortly. We'll talk to Miss D. Okay. And we'll arrange that. All right. By here. the way, my cousin Lucy, and she always she checks me out on Facebook all the time, and and she'll you know do likes and messages and all that. And I said, Lucy, don't forget, Julia, my daughter, and I are supposed to come to your house because Julia wants you to teach her how to make meatballs. So there's another person with the pasta. And uh, she said, yeah, yeah, I'll call you, I'll call you, I'll, I'll, and we will do that, she said. bribed with sauce and meatballs, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. In what better way? <laughs> oh, man, well, well, we'll, we'll make that dinner happen. It will not be recorded, but you'll hear the after effects, I Okay. Think. Absolutely. And Thanks. It's been a pleasure. I know. Let's sell some more books. What do you think? Right. All okay. right, Mr. Russo, thank, thank you so much. I got a handshake, even though he's sitting <laughs> right next to me all day. Love the man. All right. Thank you. And we're, we're still in Indianapolis, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see what else we can get here for you in a little bit. He's going to go sell some more books. I'm here with the lovely Ann Bobby. Uh, she is one of my favorite actresses of all time, only because I'm a huge Nightbreed fan, and most of my listeners love Nightbreed, are waiting for the reissue. The, 
sitting here with a legend as far as I'm concerned. So. Thank you. Yes, and you're from Patterson, New Jersey. I can't believe I missed this. I'm from Long Island myself. We're in Long Island. Port Jefferson. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually uh, just worked on two uh, episodes for a web series out on Long Island. Really? Well, the producers out on Long Island, Scott Perry's In Fear of web series. Fantastic. Um, we shot in Amityville. Cheers. Yeah. Just that. All right. Cheers. <laughs> well, you just like cross the border of all hard, no matter what. There's no limits for you. And I was actually also just at. Um, Garden City at the convention out there, where Agoraphobia premiered and uh, won the audience award. Now let's talk about that. That's what we're, we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about. I have some personal questions from me. All right, that okay. you're sick. The time that you're sick of answering, but I got to know. Um, what, all right, this production you're talking about. You have something coming out. You wrote. Mm-hmm. And well, let's hear all about it, please. Oh, well, I like this. I like a podcast it's where all you about start you. with a pitch. It's all I'm about making you. a pitch. Well. Um, Scott Perry contacted me on Facebook on my fan page and uh, said that he had a script that he thought I might like, um, a short film that was part of his first season, uh, his second season, about phobias, short films about phobias. And the film that he sent me was the script for Agoraphobia, which I liked a lot. It read to me very much like The Twilight Zone, which is one of my favorite. Oh my god, I know every episode by heart, beyond by heart. That's and, um, huge. I, mean, I know these episodes so was, well. That there were some they re-released later, too. Did you even get, you picked up on those two? I've, okay. and expanded, you know, they took away all the commercial breaks, then they put all of it back in. It, it makes a big difference. Every line counts. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I, I read the script. I thought it was great. They were willing to work with me on edits and um, and on casting so I did this episode and while I was doing this episode I thought you know it might be fun if I wrote one myself and, okay immediately they, they just say of course what did they do? yes they did they said that would be great and as I a said, writer I gotta say that must be the best feeling in the world to hear somebody just say sure yeah sure immediately and, and you know what it was it was very free so I I wrote the script I sent it to them and um and being a filmmaker and an actor and a writer, I decided I was going to produce it myself, and um, which was a huge learning experience. Okay. And I wrote it, and um, I wrote the part of its two leads, and um, I wrote the part of the mother for Barbara Rosenblatt, who's in Orange Is the New Black. Nice. Oh yeah. And Great when we did, and it is, yeah. and she's wonderful. And when we did a reading of the script, we still hadn't cast the daughter. So I read the part of the daughter, and she said, well, I want to do this film if you're in this film. And I went, part of me went, that was so not what I was planning to do. (laughs) But then the other part of me, who was the producer, went, hey, you know what, that'll save a couple of days shooting because you know all the lines. And you won't have to do a casting session, and you won't have to rehearse so much. So do it. Just do it. So I did it. Just slid right into this thing. Slid right into it. But it's not that easy. Um, There there had to be some, anything that came up that you, let's say you would rather not have come up, or just everything going easy? Well, in filmmaking, things always go wrong. I know. Things always, always, always go wrong. (laughs) I have friends making movies about that. (laughs) What What I found really important about the process was I... I used every aspect of my acting, my writing, my being on a film set, everything that I had ever learned in my life as an artist, 
got called into play while producing Disposophobia. And it's called Disposophobia. Disposophobia. And it's going to be out on Vimeo On Demand as the In Fear of Web series. And that's going to come out in September. Now I know you're a professional. I didn't have to ask you to plug your stuff. You just go out... That was so smooth. Where can so, I tell so you? I just love that we did this right at the beginning. Oh, you kidding? So. Of course. No, no. I, I've done enough. These guys and yourself, you've all heard the, the same questions over and over and over. Well, you get bored. I can tell. I look in, like I met Doug Bradley two years ago, and I look in his eyes like he's bored just shaking my hand right now. <laughs> so I, like, I, he's, he's wonderful. But I, my questions, you know, I just, it, your tongue gets huge. You're like, oh, what am I doing? I so here we go with the stupid questions. Absolutely. There are the only stupid questions are the ones you don't the ask. The first time you met Clive Barker, mm-hmm. what was that like? I liked him immediately. And did um, he find you? What happened there? I had uh, read the script. My my agent set me up with the audition. He's, He's a real sweetheart. And I had read the script and I liked it. And I went to the casting session and it was in the evening. It was late in the day. And the wonderful casting director who doesn't get mentioned often enough, Todd Thaler, wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, good eye, good person. He... Uh, it was basically a director's meeting straight off the top. And at the time, Clive smoked cigars and I smoked cigarettes. And we were in this tiny little office <laughs> in Todd's office. Out, right? Poor Todd was just like being choked with secondhand smoke. Um, but we just had a great time and we improvised. We talked theater, we talked mythology, we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And I just liked him so much. And I had gone in, you know, an, an admirer of the script and an admirer of Books of Blood. And I left oh. an absolute admirer of You his. brought it up. Um, yeah. My favorite story, and he made the movie Rawhead Rex. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that he wasn't particularly pleased, but I think he liked it, but he wanted more. Who doesn't? I love that movie. I purchased uh, it. I sold it out. I have it on VHS and DVD. Oh, did it? Oh, of course. Um, I love it. I, I really enjoy it, but I know I get... There's two halves to that. Do you enjoy Ryan Rex? Or you're like, absolutely. I love the story. What's the book of blood? Now, what, what, I want to ask you, what are you reading now? What are you watching? Um... Well, I don't have a TV. Okay, but Orange is the New Black. Yes, I watch that because I have so many friends on it. That's fantastic. <laughs> what am I reading now? I'm, I'm reading, gosh, everything. I'm actually, this, is, this sounds so nerdy. It's not to, no, because, no, you know, I'm not really reading I'm horror. the original fanboy. Come on. No, you're, no, I'm, I'm actually reading a, a cookbook memoir. Hey, well, all right. <laughs> a really great right. book, actually. It's Cookbooks called, are in. <laughs> I'm. You, you mean I'm heavy, actually heavy metal cookbook? That's <laughs> it's fantastic. You know about that? No. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, it's, it's like people from Norway, Sweden, all these death metal bands. They put their their all their specialties in this menu. It is a cookbook. Oh, it's I love so that. fantastic. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it was written by a girl too. Oh. So, well, all these bands. There's I, like Judas Priest from Magic Mike. You, you know, know what? I'm sorry, artists who live on the road, man. They, they got to learn how to eat or die. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Eat, die, or gain 50 I mean, pounds. Exactly. Right here, we'll be at burgers and pizza. And look at you. What are you, you're, you're eating vegetables. I'm Somehow eating, you found... No, I brought them with me pots. from Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Nice. I live in Brooklyn now. Nice. I was born in East Patterson. Oh, yeah. New I'm Jersey a Brooklyn girl. girl. New Jersey girl. I have a friend out there, best friend. His name's Brian, who adores you. When he finds out you're from his hometown... He's gonna. Be now I'm from place. East Patterson. He's back. He's Wayne, I guess. So, oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I used to drive Absolutely. So and, uh, now I have to ask you about this uh, voice acting. Mm-hmm. I saw that. On, what? What now? For people that don't know, what have you done that we could find or hear? Well, I think that um, 
Some people might know that I did the Bioshock series. I was the voice of Bridget Tannenbaum, which was a great gig. I really, really loved it. And um, I, I like... I like that I have opportunities to do projects that I'm really passionate about. You're trained classically, too. Um, well, you went to, um, not NYU. Um, I went to Oxford University you, as yes. part of the L School of Drama Presidential right. Scholars okay. Program. Okay, there we go. And then I went to NYU. So you're already across the board anyway. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> um, hey, but, look around us. Nerds are doing all right. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> How'd that panel go? She was on the Nightbreed panel. This, it was again, really great. All the Nightbreed folks are here. Is this the first time you've seen some of these people, or have you all stayed in touch? I haven't seen Christine in 25 years. I, I, stand, I see Doug occasionally, and I see Craig at panels, and Simon. Um, I haven't seen you in a long time, but we're you friends played, on Facebook. Um, Narcisse. Right, oh my god. It's wonderful. Yes, he was at the last show. He was in the Planet City. Actually. Yeah, and I was not. Ah. Yeah. We, we keep crossing over. Our paths just keep crossing. So, no, yeah. I, I, did, I had to ask this one. Now, you were in As the World Turns. Yeah. Played a social worker, correct? Yeah. Okay. And we're talking, of course, you were Lori Winston in mm-hmm. Nightbreed. And um, as far as like all these characters, you, I, I am who's the closest? Who's the closest that you connect with of your characters? Wow. I, I'm going to admit, I didn't know about As the World Turns. So uh, you know, I think, um, I think that... Born on the 4th of July, I knew. Come on. <laughs> I, I think that what I, what I try and do is find common ground with all of my characters, so in a way I really connect in the same way with all of them, because they all have a piece of me. So there's a little them. bit of you in each one. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. But, I would, but I would have to say, actually, the character that I connect most with is the character I just did, because I wrote her, and... Uh, and that is what we're all about to see, correct? Yes, come September. I can't wait myself. Yep, now, honestly, all I have to do is like my fan page on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. And Bobby, folks, come on, look her up. And Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I will not Twitter. You will not Twitter? I will okay. not Twitter. I was against it, but being a little little guy on this little uh, thing I do, it has built a fan I know, base, so. and I know that it's something that I should do, but I... I uh, I, I feel like I spend so much time in front of the computer as it is. We all do. Yeah, and, we're doing and, it right now. And living my life <laughs> through my computer. I like to I like to experience it. They say that the best, you know, actors recreate life. So the more you live, the more you can create. Well, I find that this is my little buffer. So. I knew you were a sweetheart when I met you. You Aww. really are. And you know, folks, she is exactly what we think oh, she is. She is that character. Oh, that, I mean, I want to say innocent, but I think, I don't know. You could be a badass if you want to. You're from New Jersey. I, I don't know Come if I'm on. a badass, but I am a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think directors will say that about you. Oh, are there a few that would? <laughs> no, I hope not. Ah, throw the dirt out there. All right, well, you got, you got some fans building up here. Just They're lurking around like sharks, oh, waiting God. for an opening. So I need to leave you alone so you can make some... Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you. And Bobby, thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much. I better get a picture out of this. Too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a pain in the ass. <laughs> right. And let's, oh, wait, wait, that's on the new night, the night preview issue is when? Um, I've heard everything from fall of 2014 to spring of 2015. Just keep up, stay logged in to Occupy Midian, log on to my Facebook page, keep, keep abreast of it. And don't look for her on Twitter. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, back again, and I have a new friend. 
lots of people peddling their stuff here today. We have celebrities, and then we have major celebrities like the one next to me. And your name is? My name is Bonnie White, but most people know me as Bonnie Bones. Bonnie Bones. And she does something very interesting. She's, she's peddling her stuff like I am today, probably doing better than I am. She's very attractive, I'll say. So there's more people at her table than my table. So uh, You're too kind. I, hey, I do try, you know. But now let's tell, tell us about your artwork and what you're selling. Um, well, my company's name is Filthy Gorgeous, and when we travel to these different uh, trade shows and conventions, we set up our booth and we sell our one-of-a-kind handmade artwork, jewelry, home goods, uh, we even have a line of all-natural and organic body products. Nice. Um, but we are known for, we specialize in the use of real animal bones and other organic materials. So I have uh, developed a, a hobby over the years of cleaning and preserving different animal specimens. And we take these we take these things, usually, usually bones, usually bones. Um, and we turn around and we make them into handmade jewelry, art pieces, and um, really a variety of different stuff. Fantastic. Are there, are, there, are there certain animals that are easier to work with others? Or do you use bigger bones or smaller bones? Or? You know what? How do you I, choose your bones? <laughs> I get, I, well, let me state that I do not, I do not kill any of these animals. Uh, not yet. Not I'm either. a bleeding heart animal fanatic, oh, really. Dog lover right yeah, here. Absolutely. Three cats and eight rats and two dogs. Nice. Ah, I got a zoo. Um, <laughs> not but, a taxidermist, no, right? We, we cleared that up earlier. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're functional. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get a lot of them donated from friends of mine that are either hunters or trappers or um, just, you know, different things. Different right, where are you choices. from? What area? Chicago land. Oh, okay. I'm heading out that way in a, a couple hours, actually. Oh. Yeah, I'm from Long Island, and uh, now I live in Pittsburgh, so I'm going all over the place. Oh, wow. Traveling yeah, circus. Yeah, traveling circus of the undead, basically, yeah. you know. But, yeah. So, um, I, I, I work with a lot of smaller animals, let's say a lot of either uh, birds, poultry, uh, <laughs> rabbits, raccoons, skunks, minks. Uh, wow. Even a lot of fox and coyote. Um, I saw the table. It's rather interesting. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I do really like to work with the uh, fox and coyote bones. They're at that perfect size okay. where I can use them for a lot of different things. That's what I was wondering when I said size. What kind of animals? Yeah. Okay. And people like the look of those skulls, you know, with the Creepier. big teeth and everything. Yeah. Like they look more ominous like than the creature cool. actually did. Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> like that. Um, Talk about I, new art form. This is, you know, <laughs> I'm like I'm on the ground level right now, man. This is awesome. Um, so, do you work with other people over there? Do you have, do you have a team? I do. I have uh, I have my business partner. Her name is Erin Richardson. Yeah, you better drop her name. Yeah. <laughs> or she might get mad at me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She. Um, yeah. We both have our things. We specialize in making. She does a lot of our sewn goods. We have. Um, really awesome custom printed pillows and bags Ooh. and stuff like that so oh, okay, she makes cool. that uh she also we do a lot of uh the tinier bones in like resin pendants and things like that oh okay. i did see those necklaces. yeah these are so awesome she does all of that work too and she's the one who makes our um our all organic body products as well fantastic so that's her department <laughs> well what you need to do is tell people where to find you because this is worth looking into for folks that are interested all right, well, you can find us at most uh, Days of the Dead conventions, horror hounds, flashbacks, different haunt cons like Trans World and uh, Midwest Haunters. And we do a lot of local shows around Chicagoland, different car shows, art shows, craft fairs. But of course, in this day and age, we are online as well. Boom. You can look us up on Facebook under Filthy Gorgeous. 
Uh, I will state though that gorgeous is spelled with an extra e. So oh, okay. G o r e g e o u s. That's important these days. Yes, because sometimes people have a hard time finding us because they don't put in the misspelled version. <laughs> it's on purpose. Door. Boom. Um, we've Twitter. Also, you do yeah. Twitter. Oh, thank God, oh, somebody does well, Twitter. No, 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 actually I don't. There's a lot of haters out here. I, I was a hater, but it, it ends up working for me a little I've bit. I've got a personal Twitter. I okay. mean, you can find Bonnie Bones on Twitter. You can find Bonnie Bones on Facebook, too. But as far as the Filthy Gorgeous name goes, we have Facebook. We do have an online Etsy store. So oh, nice. We do, we do okay. online purchasing. We'll ship anywhere in the U.S. Very cool. Um, wow. We have, uh, of course, website, filthygorgeous.com. And uh, we've also got an Instagram. We've got one of those, too. So. I didn't do that yet. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have much worth looking at, but I mean, I, there's this book, The Fall of Tomorrow, by the way, folks. It's out there, Amazon.com. I have to plug myself. I always say that. I hear it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I don't know who you heard that from. I'm hoping Bill Mosley sitting across the way there said that. But I don't know. I've been talking to him. He's a great guy. Who have you met here so far that's like your favorites? Um, at this particular show, I've got, we've been, we've been shorthanded at the show, actually. We normally have a third person that we call the handler. He's like my best friend, Sam, and he normally comes and helps work our booth with us. Um, but we were short him this weekend, so I did not get a lot of off time. This is actually uh, the first yeah. time I've been doing laps around. I understand. But who did I run into? Oh, God, Aaron would kill me. Aaron's so into wrestling stuff. Oh, wrestling, we, we, huh? We ran into one of the WWE, like, all-star guys last night. I wonder who. Oh, man. Um, she knew exactly who he was, and I was like, oh, he's really nice. I have some wrestling, <laughs> wrestling fans out there. Actually, yeah. the, one of them helped me do this comic book right here. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, we did this. I got to plug this, too. But, yeah, John Towers. There he is, Dr. John Towers. He did the artwork for this. Nice. WCWA, Wrestling and Zombies. It's out of print now, but you can still get it at his Stigmata Studios. Here I am plugging again. Anyway, so, but yeah, well, this was a really good show. I hate that it is wrapping up. This is day three. What are your plans from here? Uh, well, we have a little uh, we have a little tradition in the FG crew where on okay. Sundays when we shut down our booth right. before we drive home, we go and get uh, bacon cheeseburgers and Bloody Marys. I love it. And we call it family dinner, so... <laughs> That's fantastic. If I wasn't driving all the way to Chicago, I'd join you. Well, thank you so much, Miss Bonnie. Oh, I appreciate you, you coming. Pleasure. Yeah, just look us up, man. You know, uh, we're on Facebook too, and Twitter, and all that fun stuff. Okay, at Fairly Dark. That's me, anyway. And you said you were on there personally. Uh, yes, uh, yeah, on Facebook or Twitter, you can find me under Bonnie Bones, and then other words, you can look up Filthy Gorgeous. There you go. All over the interwebs as well. I highly recommend looking her up, guys, and thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. Don't even, why are you even, why are you even going there? Or, I don't, do you know just, what there's some things you shouldn't touch. You're right. All right, so we're back. Oh. Oh, yeah, we were talking about. Okay, anyway. Something, I, yeah, I have to apologize ahead of time for the next tune we're going to play uh, towards the end here. Um, since Bill Mosley is the next, and we're going to end the show with his interview, uh, we're going to play a song. And uh, I'm sorry, Mom, the name of the song is, all right, close your ears, Mom, Dirty Sperm Rag. <laughs> it's, it's really nasty but hilarious. Oh and that is the corn bugs, Bill Mosley himself. I want to apologize ahead of time this, this, with this interview. We spent the afternoon hanging out with Bill. He came over, sat in your seat, and was making fun of you, attacked you <laughs> several times. He was stealing um, little ping pong balls away from kids that were trying to throw it back and forth to each other. In a, also, uh, trying to annoy Tom Savini and sitting in during his interviews, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> there was also a moment there where, well, we, we do talk about Corey Feldman. Um, 
but we should probably ask Ms. D, um, did you have a Corey Feldman experience? <laughs> the one I had, I'll tell you, oh, Corey Feldman well, you, came you walking around. He, came, he just came around with his little angel who follows him everywhere and helps him DJ and all kinds of fun stuff. He's dressed like Michael Jackson, whatever. And he went to Tara Reed's table when she wasn't there. He was looking for her, but, you know, he... That's about it, and Bill was making fun of him a little bit. But you had a Corey Feldman experience, Ms. D. Let's uh, go ahead and tell, tell everybody real quick. Well, I was finding my way to the loo, and all these people just stopped, and I'm like, seriously, I have to use the restroom here. Get out of my way. And I looked over my shoulder, and Corey Feldman was standing there in a black shirt with glittery thread throughout it. Tinsel. 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 Um, yeah, it was interesting. So I just, just kind of standing there, just standing there with his angel, and I was kind just of like, took you, took you back standing there I with was his just angel. Like, okay, <laughs> kind of, yeah, flitting about. We were lucky about. enough to see him. The line was wrapped around I, all over the place I to chuckled. see Mr. Feldman, <laughs> and went on my way. <laughs> but that's that. Anyway, so this interview with Bill coming up right now, it's a, it's a little noisy. His table was very active. Mm-hmm. There were people all around me. And him, we sat down. He just finished eating his White Castle that he's very happy with. And um, behind us, there was a lot of noise at the Stephen Piercy table, which was, I guess, he was on his way out. I have no idea. So I apologize for the noise. But uh, first, let's let's hear a little corn bugs. Are we ready? Oh, how could you not be ready for some corn bugs? Boom. And it 
to me. All right, well, I'm here with my personal favorite person to be with, and I'm lucky enough to be sitting next to Mr. Chop Top and Mosley. Thank you so much for being on Kettle Whistle Radio. I've been trying to do this for three years. And uh, just one of those things, being a favorite guy, I respect you the distance. <laughs> but you know what? Well, I'll tell you, you're some here. of my work and probably were afraid for your life. Yes, that's part of it. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you're a regular Devil's Rejects. We see it twice a year. I got to give a throw out to my friend, uh, my friend Elsa, who's in love with you. She owns a bar in Pittsburgh. She watches everything that you're in. Uh, if you just want to say hi, Elsa, she'll probably melt when she listens to this. Hello, Elsa. <laughs> Thank you so much like for the that. dating game. Oh, right? you have Remember no idea. Yes, All I three do. bachelors would say hi. I'm old enough to remember that, absolutely. And then they would say hi, and, and they try to be witty to get an edge on their opponents. It, it was a game. It was a game. It was a game. Now, I, actually, I'm looking at these CDs that you have over here. That's I'm a rock and roll guy. I know you are, too. Uh, the corn bugs thing happened. Is that still a thing happening? Uh, no, that's that seems to be in the past. I haven't heard from Buckethead in three or four years. That was my so next I question. I think that's the, that was my. Well, was I think he doing that's a, a pretty good thing? indication? Yeah. Now, what are these CDs you got here? Are these DVDs? What, what am I looking at on your table? Here? Uh, you're looking at uh, three different corn bug CDs. That's a band I had with Buckethead. Yes. You're looking at uh, Skeleton Farm, which of course is uh, Skeleton Farm is my take on Iraq. Ooh. You know, back in the day. Skeleton Farm, and then uh, let's see, you've got uh, Celebrity Psychos, and uh, one of my personal favorites, Brain Circus. Okay, three so different. That's uh, your favorite. Now, if I, were, CDs. if I were to yeah. purchase one of those, this is a rock and roll station we have here. Can I play your music? Heck yeah. Which one do you recommend? Because I am going to buy one. I buy my music, I download my music, but I pay for it. Very rare thing these days, right, as you know. Well, I would recommend that you get two. Okay. And I would recommend uh, Brain Circus. Yep. Already which, in the bag. Uh, you know, it has a wonderful, my favorite song on that CD is called Dirty Sperm Rag. <laughs> and it's a very rollicking, upbeat song. Now, should I play that after the Ann Bobby interview or after your interview? <laughs> uh, you know, either way. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to insult I would them, also but... recommend my new band, Spider Mountain, with a guy named oh. Ronnie Sharon from Thank a band you. called Stolen Babies. Awesome. I, I wanted to ask you what you were doing musically. That is what's yeah. happening now. Is this a tour thing, a bar thing, downloadable thing? What is it? Um, you know, it's a basically uh, a project thing. Uh, when I get the chance, I like to make music. And uh, with uh, Spider Mountain, I hadn't really made music in, I don't know, a couple of years before, uh, after uh, the slow fade of Cornbugs. So, um, that was a lot of fun, and it got me kind of fired up. Now my next, the next, you know, uh, project that I want to do, and uh, you know, it, it takes two, and that is do something with uh, Phil Anselmo. Oh my God! <laughs> now you're killing me. I think he'd work with you in a heartbeat. Uh, you know, we've talked. I was at his place actually last year down in uh, his place in uh, Louisiana. So we're getting closer. No, uh, you know, you see the shirt yeah, I'm wearing. Down, there you I got go. my you down got shirt it, on. Not even prompting. I wasn't begging the question. He, yeah. This is Bill just being Bill right now. Fantastic. I want to see this project yeah. come to fruition. Yeah. Then I'll be happy. I'll be a happy yeah. man. Now, last time, actually, last show I saw you at where I had the guts to come up to you, I gave you an issue of a comic book I did. Yeah. All right, you have number one. I'm going to give you number two today. Beautiful. So I figure in 20 years you'll have all four issues. Yeah. <laughs> and go. you take it home and give it to whoever you want. Yeah, but uh, if you're into comic books at all. Yeah, but absolutely. just knowing that you have it makes me happy. Good. 
Is it possible you could say hi to my wife Denise? She's sitting over there with me today. She'd yep. love to hear you just say hi, please. She's not there now. She's too shy. Because uh, I was going to say, Denise! <laughs> perfect, she's perfect. She probably heard you on the other side of the room. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, she's, what do you probably, she's probably shadowing Corey Feldman and his angel. <laughs> she, had a, she had a moment with him. Yeah. I, I can't talk about that because we're still here. <laughs> they didn't throw Corey, us out yet. Corey Feldman sighting uh, Tara Reed. Tara Reed, yes. She's been there all day. And uh, Tony Katane. What do you think of Tony Katane being around? Uh, Tony Katane is pretty exciting. She came and borrowed an issue of... Uh, Fangoria, the one, the one that has me on the cover, March, March 14. Oh, I think she wanted to read up. I don't know. Did she want to read up on me, or she just wanted something to read? She's Tony, taken by Tony Katane. Um, you yeah. wanted to show her an article. There's, okay, well, so yeah, there's a history she, of you and she doesn't. She's like me anyway. No, 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 I don't know. She has a history of her and rock and rollers, so maybe she's very interested. You know? Okay, you gotta watch well, that. that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so we're gonna be playing some corn bugs definitely after yeah, after this, but um. I want to ask you too, um, movies. Do you even sit down and watch movies? Um, I do. You know, I love uh, TCM. Oh, yeah. Uh, Turner Classic Movies. Uh, I like to watch them. Um, I do seem to watch a lot of old movies more than new movies. Okay. Uh, I live in Los Angeles, so we've got the Egyptian Theater, the Arrow Theater, nice, nice. and we've got the New Beverly Cinema, which has been resuscitated by Quentin Tarantino. Oh yes. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great you know, you really can find pretty much anything you want. So when you settle down, what do you you go for the cult flicks or do you have like a go to movie? A lot of people you are the go to movie for a lot of people. I just saw the last five movies I saw were uh, Stop Making Sense, okay. uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. Uh, the uh, Captain Blood, the Seahawk, and um, I just saw Big Trouble in Little China. All right, yeah, it's making a comeback, man. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, there's a comic book version somewhere yeah. around here being sold. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, it, I okay. thank you for your time. I'm taking right. business away from you, Beautiful. so let's stop doing that. And thanks. And All right, going out. And thank you, everybody, and go out and get yourself some corn bugs and some spider mouth. You're gonna be hearing some very shortly. All Thanks right. a lot, Mr. Bill Mosley. Thank you. A bird that's quite insane. 
winds are blowing cold. No bombs, no guided missiles, and we never get too old. We steal from the idle rich. You bet we keep it all. We guzzle fungus water, and we always have a ball. We're riding, riding, riding across the pinkish hills of Mars. Riding, riding, riding with the queen of Zanzibar. So come along, you lazy children. We are never, ever dull. My friends and pets and family, this is my dream, my fantasy. We are the rock-eyed riders of the mystic whistling skull. We are the rock-eyed riders of the mystic whistling skull.
Some Lucello, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Mile, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year, you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast.